Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined on this occasion by Gary Cocker. Good evening. And Joel Sked. Hello. I had a mild panic there that I forgot what we were doing on the show. Not so there. Bones well. Not some bones well from tomorrow after your three fights deep. Uh, yeah. Then you I mean, just... yeah, we've discussed this off air, I've not got a good feeling about it tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's a live show by the way, it's sold out. Uh, unfortunately for anybody who wants a ticket at the very last moment um, But yeah, I can just imagine you just going <laughs> Anybody here watch Mighty Bush at all? No, no. Right, <laughs> um, second season of Mighty Bush is one episode where uh, Howard wants to be an actor But every time he goes to like act in front of something He just gets the, I can't remember what they use, it's like the freeze or something But you literally like, hear like frost in the background <laughs> He just like freezes up <laughs> Not be you, we'll actually hear the audible freeze. <laughs> That's, I, I, I am very scared about that. Um, I'm hoping that it's, there's just like a big bright light, not shining above me because we know how bad that, that, that <laughs> but like shining above the audience so I can't see them. Well, if I shine it above you, they'll just be laughing constantly and then you'll think, wow, I'm the funniest guy ever. <laughs> But I also know that's not true, so I know exactly what they're laughing. I'm sure the I'm sure the audience are liking Joe. And speaking of liking that's, stuff, yeah, no, it's not about liking, just 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 how bad. Feeling. You uh, completely fucked my link there. It was a great link as well. And speaking of liking stuff, uh, instead of doing the usual run through of the games that happened in midweek in the Scottish Premiership, we are uh, going to do kind of like they did a Monday show, uh, mix it up a little, uh, and instead of, what did you guys do on Monday? Was it winners and losers or something? Winners and losers, yeah. yeah. So instead of that, we're going to do something similar, but it's going to be likes and uh, didn't like from the midweek's games. And I think we've all brought enough to the table that we're going to cover every game. Yeah. So, well, I get started, because I've got more than you guys. Okay, Go for if you it. want to brag about your, uh, your like, research. Yeah, it's like having well, more um, Christmas presents. Like, you start. We're going to do my research for the Patreon. There you go. Wow, they're really going to get their money's worth this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
that's fine. It's a review of the season. I can make it up on the fly. Um, so I, I like Hamilton. New attack in Hamilton. Beating St. Johnson. Beating St. Johnson, by the way. Um, do you want to know what Hamilton's record was against St. Johnson in the previous 14 fixtures? Go for it, but I'm going to say not good. Can I guess? Go for Is it. Is it lost 12, drawn 2? Right, I don't know the full one. I'm just going for the victories. <clears throat> one victory, and it was a game where two St. Johnson players were sent off at half-time. Ah, yes. Foster and Swanson. Yes. So they got that monkey off their back, uh, and I watched the first half an hour of the game before you rudely kicked me out of Y-Scout. Okay. <laughs> but to be fair, I've probably seen it off by that point. Um, <clears throat> I wonder what he's going to do with the team after... Well, it was certainly a more attacking lineup against Dundee. I did say to you on the way back, I didn't like the fact that he made. So against Dundee, they started off a four-three-three, and they made a change to bring on Miller and Andrew. And pretty much was it not Miller and Davis that they brought on, and Andrew had been on before. Correct. So Miller and Davis. So Davis went up front. Uh, Andrew kind of went out to the left, but didn't didn't play there at all. Just kind of stayed central, so that nobody on the left. Uh, and it was just a very kind of strange looking formation that was almost like a 4-2-4 at times I suppose that was necessary towards the end of the match but he made the change while it was still 0-0 and the fact that there was nobody on the left was just weird and I thought a team with a decent right back wouldn't really exploit that and I wondered I wondered whether Brian Rice had made that change because he knew that Dundee didn't have a threat on that side because you're a right back James Horsfield didn't do anything. In that Might game. not be James. He's definitely called Horsfield. Um, he played like Jeff Horsfield at right back, so he might, he might have done that. He might, he might have known that there was no threat to them that way, so he could kind of play the system and have Andrew basically staying in the centre, so he could link better with the forwards, whatever. But I, I wasn't sure about that, and I thought maybe, maybe should get found out here against better teams. Against Johnson, I mean that still might happen. It's only two games in, but against Johnson, he, he changed the setup. Uh, went well. I've took a while to realise what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was a four-four-two diamond, uh, but not particularly a narrow one. He, he had Darren McKinnon. I mean, I don't think I'd ever seen him pop up on the right wing so many times in one game. <laughs> uh, at the base of it was Gogic. He had Emery on the other side who didn't play particularly well, uh, and Boyd at the top. Now, there's still fans didn't like Cannon's kind of hoofball and negative tactics. There was a bit of direct play in this one, but there's a difference in that. When it went forward to Steve Davis, who I can also put as a like as well, because I like the fact he looks like a pub player. Certainly has a physique of one, but he played very well. Hold up the ball very well, got his head to a number of things. Uh, but when he when the knock up to him, if he holds it up, previously if Iraqi's forward done that, you know, you're waiting for you know, for somebody to run thirty yards to get anywhere near mm-hmm. At least when they've done it this time, it was more it was less aimless punt and it was more let's get it to Davis. Davis is there, I can see him. Float the ball up, he wins it, somebody else gets knocked down. Stephen Boyd had a couple of good chances, or not good, uh, a couple of shots for distance in the first half. We know he can ping a shot, and he was kind of feeding off the balls. And obviously as well, George Oakley scored twice, and coming off the bench, Andrew Miller didn't even start the game. They brought them on, both of them got an assist. Aki's fans, safe to say. Very positive right now. Yeah. I mean, Rice, I listened to his comments after the game, and he was... First of all, he didn't sound anything like I expected him to sound. I expected him to sound he speaks really, so well. He's, yes, I expected him to be so dour, but it was, he's got the voice of someone who's probably 10, well, it looks 10, 15 years or younger than Rice actually is. But yeah, he was, he, was, he, was very, he was very positive with what he was saying, and I know when he got introduced, you mentioned it previously that he wanted to, he talked about playing this more positive 
um, kind of just having this more positive game plan, and he seems to have stuck with it for over the, over the two games. Oh, definitely, yeah. There were certainly going forward the numbers, and because they were playing a diamond, like I say, it wasn't it wasn't the most narrow diamond I'd seen, but there's still diamonds are by definition a bit narrow. <laughs> it meant the, the fullbacks were tasked with going forward, and Lenny Soa, oh my god, what game he had! <laughs> Absolute bombing down the line. I don't believe you. <laughs> That's right. I don't fucking believe you. There you go. There's your retreat tonight. Go home and watch it. <laughs> I was. I meant to be uh, going home and re- uh, doing some more research for tomorrow's uh, live show, but I may just have to watch the Hamilton game instead. <laughs> <laughs> just watch Lenny Soros yeah. clips. That's true. Yeah. I mean, for Hamilton, I think it's been a very positive week because they got obviously last minute equaliser against Dundee. Um, you mentioned that he changed it up. Probably benefited a little bit from the fact that I think most of Dundee's team had just met each other the previous yeah, yeah, night, it yeah. seems. Um, so benefit from that for the equaliser. But you could see, certainly against Dundee and from what I've seen of them against St. Johnson, that it is a, it's a different Hamilton. It's a Hamilton that tries, you know, spraying it about. Stephen Boyd looks like he's been rejuvenated, mm-hmm. unleashed. Um, he really impressed me when uh, they were playing Dundee um, with You've mentioned Steve Davis as well. He doesn't really look like a footballer. No, definitely not. Well, no. not one that should be pulling up no, professionally. He, he looks like he's great at snooker, but not much else. Um, but he's uh, he's clearly improved. Um, Tony Andrew, who they brought back in, as you say, he uh, set up Oakley. It sort of links into one of my likes, but come to that later. Um, I did actually have the new look Hamilton Ackes, who look like a football team, as both one of my likes and dislikes. Because I think when Brian Rice was appointed, I at least was pretty negative about it. Think Telfer was as well. Uh, if he wasn't, he's not here to defend himself, so that's fine by me. Um, but I think he's at least in the uh, in the short time he's been there, he's proved us wrong, and he's got uh, four of Hamilton's sixteen points this season. Uh, sorry, eighteen points this season from two games. So fair play to the man. I just want to ask, touch on St Johnston. Do you think that Wright has too much attacking choice? I was about to say, my don't like from this game is uh, St Johnson's midfield pairing of Ross Callaghan and Sean Goss. Don't like that. I was reading, sorry, I was reading, reading comments from St Johnson fans after the Celtic game, and what they said about Ross Callaghan just rings true. Like he's 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 got plenty of energy. Just don't give him the fucking ball. <laughs> did, did you not describe Sean Goss as the anti Ross Callaghan yes. as well? Yeah. So you would think it would work a yin and yang, but See, it's just. See, I thought, I thought about it though. Um, with a midfield, I think with them, you can't play a midfield too much these days. If you do play a midfield too, it has to be two energetic guys who get up and down. Mm-hmm. John Goss is not that. So then that, that becomes a hindrance. I think they would be able to play together. Like, so Goss, they're different in the sense that Callahan is full of energy, bounds around the park, uh, can do the, he can, you know. Can put tackles and getting players' faces. Can make late runs in the box, so he's kind of good in that attacking sense. Goss is Goss, while he sits defensively, is an attacking player. So even though if I looked at uh, St Johnson's team and I'm saying who are the attack-minded players, I would put Sean Goss in there because his strengths are with the ball. He's he's to set you up. He's to try and keep possession and, and put the pressure on the opponents and, and sit and uh, keep territory in the opposing half. So, but he's doesn't really do the dirty work very well. Doesn't not nowhere near as dynamic as somebody like Callahan, so it's kind of like too much extreme there for a partnership to work. They, they both need to be a bit better. Ta- Callahan would need to be more technically better, and Goss would need to be a wee bit more capable of kind of putting himself about and getting stuck in. Uh, and I don't like them. I think if you're going to play Goss, you have to play him in a three. So 
if you're saying are you saying that Ross Callahan's a fork, Sean Goss's knife, and they need a spoon as well? I would say so. Cool, cool. Just bring that to the show tomorrow night. <laughs> it's and fucking they gold, that. They'll be that eating out of your gold. hands. <laughs> that is worth £50. Yeah. Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I waste it? Fuck. <laughs> it's alright, a lot of people might not listen by yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, or just upload it tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> upload it just when you say it. <laughs> Finger on the button. But that's how I need to get the topics around in Jonathan Bensfield. <laughs> <laughs> right, who's next? I will go with mine, which is a wee bit of uh, something for everybody, which is January signings. I think if you have a look at last night's games, uh, Ollie Burke scored, mm-hmm. McElhaney scored for Killy, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Nelson scored two for Dundee, George Oakley scored two for Ackes. I know that he's a youth player, but I'm going to throw him in. I'm going to count him anyway. Hasty scored for Motherwell. That's We're not taking it. Nah, I'm, I'm going to count it. Uh, but I'll give you another was, one. Was he in the team before January? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Was he? No, no, he was on loan. He, he got his loan cut back. Cut there we go. Way. That counts as a January signing. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I can chuck in. Um, man, his, his first name's escaped me, but Levy's a dolphin. He played right wing back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Andrew, Curran, Horsfield, and uh, Tolian all got assists as well. So it was a red letter day for January signings. I think it's really uh, shaken things up at both ends of the table as well. Um, I was really impressed with McElhaney yesterday for Killy. Um, I think he's a different option. He took his goal really well. It was a great pass uh, through from Broadfoot, although Ksunga probably should have got it. Nelson. Gaddy keeps on fucking. I know. Um, I don't want to talk about him today, though. Today's not about him. Um, (laughs) Andrew uh, Andrew Nelson took advantage of some really. Quite poor, really yeah, defending. Really poor. Uh, um, Decker did not cover himself in Greg no. Laurie. Uh I think all like, all Boyd, Broadfoot, and Decker uh, that kind of tri- uh, defensive triangle didn't do well at yeah. all. But uh, both of Nelson's finishers were cracking. Yep. Um, and then obviously you've got Oakley as well. Hasty uh, scored an absolute perler. I know that you're saying he doesn't count, but I'm counting them for the well, for the purposes of this you, discussion. You've seen you've seen Nelson a few times, and you've seen McElhaney 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 last night. What type of strikers are they? Andrew Nelson is a great foil for Curran. So uh, Curran, as you can imagine, is just sort of this massive lump that just assaults defenders. Yeah, sometimes s- gets away with it, um, and that benefits you saw Nelson. The, the first goal, I think it was, where I think Boyd won the header, but Curran was. Uh, such a nuisance just a and he jumped spoiler. in yeah. he's not that massive of a lump he's about 5 foot 10 yeah but he makes himself he, did looks, he, he, looks, just, he, he looks square he's still yeah. stuck it yeah, yeah. Um, so the only thing about Nelson is I mean he's a real uh, this will sound like a bit of a contradiction it is he's a real dynamo but he's clearly not matched for it yet <laughs> okay. um, because the whole Dundee squad was going at 100 mile an hour for the whole first half right up until Killy equalised and then at that point just the collective hours fell mm-hmm. out of them um, and they were puffing for the last half an hour um, so Nelson's a really strong player he's when we signed Benjamin Kalman on loan I said he's got the makings of a good striker first because he's able to hold up the ball he's able to get himself in front of defenders he's got clever feet but he never really did it at Dundee but Nelson seems to be the type of player that we thought we might get from Kalman from the scraps that we saw um, so I'm very positive about him Um McElhaney, I thought, did very well for Killy as well. Um, strangely, Jones was playing sort of more infield um, rather than on the wing last night. Um, didn't have his best game. Um, 
my favourite part of last night was when uh, he went to get the ball from the ball boy. Ball boy held it for him and then just kicked it away at the last minute. Marvellously petty. I do like, uh, there's, there's an attitude with the Scottish football ball boys. I think ball yeah. boys in general now, there's been mm. like a trend in football yeah. where ball boys are becoming wee cunts, really. Yeah. Great. I'm all for it. Um, but I think he's an excellent replacement for uh, Greg Stewart for Killy. Um, and also when Malumbu came on for them, um, that changed the game as well. I think he came on after Killy had equalised already. But it changed the dynamic so much in midfield that McIntyre took Nelson off and put on Darren O'Dea, um, whose only job was to follow Yusuf Malumbu around and kick him occasionally. And it did work. Two, uh, two other questions. Martin Woods is captain. Um, that's, uh, that's that's McIntyre's favourite, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Woods actually he had an all right game, other than giving away the free kick for the equaliser. Um, he was very good at spotting where the danger was and making last ditch tackles. Um, he's managed to cut out some of the what I call the Hollywood passes. Um, but the problem is, that as the game goes on, he does sort of fall out of it a little bit. And as we saw last night, he makes stupid fouls because he can't quite catch up to the play. Um, Paul McGowan came on for Horse, uh, sorry, not Horsefield, Hedinius, um, who's the Swedish midfielder we've got on loan. Um, who was, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'll take my word for it. I could be making these guys up. Um, and McGowan looked knackered after about ten minutes, oh, um, which is not great. Um, but Woods, um, he's he's not a great midfielder, um, and he's not who I would really have as captain but the other obvious candidates if you will were on the bench Darren D was on the bench McGarren was on the bench um, and Kenny Miller who we don't need to talk about um, was also on the bench my my the second and final question is the video that was getting shared from Dens Park last night can you shed any light on why someone was sweeping the away <laughs> dugout well it's Dundee that's I have no explanation for it whatsoever <laughs> to me, for me it looked like he was trying to like peek at manager notes or see what they were like trying to eavesdrop I don't know he just kept them peering in but that was a strange strange man thing is when I heard about this video I thought it must be Darren O'Dea basically getting naked before he went on but it wasn't because Darren O'Dea took about five minutes to come on and he was down to his boxers at the side of the pitch boxers yeah boxer shorts are football wear boxers I wear them in a yeah. Well, trunks, I, I wasn't examining it closely. Oh, yeah, Call sure. them what you will. Surely. Hipster trunks. But you, wear, you wear boxers playing football. Tight boxers, yeah. It depends what you count. No. Depends what you define boxers as, though. Boxers? <laughs> yeah, but, no, but you can get quite loose fitting ones, you can get quite tight fitting yeah, ones. Boxers, yeah, they're boxers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Tight yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. No, I'd still like to rise up. Um, but yes, January signings, um, as you would expect from a team that signed 11 players, um, Dundee's 11 January signings are a bit of a mix, um, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but I'd say Nelson's definitely the pick of the bunch, along with Ryan McGowan. I mean, um, the fact that uh, when Fowler was talking earlier about if Dundee had, like Hamilton were able just to leave their left side free because they knew no, no yeah. one from Dundee was going to harm them, that's a damning indictment. Yeah. Um, Horsefield is slightly better than Cammy Kerr in that he doesn't make as many mistakes and that's the nicest thing I can really say at this stage <laughs> he's nowhere near as good as Cammy Kerr well you can have Cammy Kerr then if you like good take him I know that hearts are after a right back better than Godinho <laughs> <laughs> but um, just stop, to- stop the I was just going to finish on January signings by saying that um, obviously we've made a lot of signings and it seemed to, if you take away the last minute of both of the games, it's worked out pretty well. Um, 
don't think you can really do that, but I'm going to. Um, but uh, just to link into another game. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make it not, that doesn't make any sense in the context last night because because of the penalty. It's still a draw anyway. Yeah. Ah, I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> My favourite was uh, the commentary on uh, sports uh, sports scene, and they were like, the, the Dundee fans are whistling for it to end uh, to get a valuable point. Oh, oh he's one on one. Seconds later, they've got a penalty. Crowds are going fucking mental. Yeah, on that, I think the penalty was soft, and Kenny Miller should have scored the one on one, but he checked back instead of taking a shot. Got lucky, got a penalty, missed it. Oh well, um, but I think our new signings at the moment seem to be better than Saint Mirren's, who. Um, they seem to be falling apart a little bit at the seams and they don't have the easiest games coming up either. We'll go, we can go there next if you want and then we'll go to Joel. Yeah. Uh, like, I've got two likes for this game. I like the new Motherwell. New um, continental style <laughs> sexy Motherwell. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, they've, it's been an incredible change in just a month uh, for this team. Stephen Robinson now is uh, embracing... It's fucking wild. That's Racing passing attractive football. The, the more you think about it, because Robinson was just, he always seems this, this dogmatic. Yeah, and even, really after, aggressive. even after like, the Ross County game, he was still like, we need to earn the right to play by yeah. doing the dirty stuff first. And it's like, oh, this is just going to get worse. But all of a sudden, he's just like, nah, I've, I've changed my mind. So the team was, uh, so now they're set up in like a, uh, whatever you want to call it, 4 3 3, 4 5 1, um, with. Who was uh, Goran kind of sitting as the kind of continental deep line playmaker? Uh, fans have been praising him for his work off the ball as well. He does a, does a lot of the dirty stuff as well as uh, he's very composed, as you can imagine uh, that Spanish midfielder would be uh, when he gets it. In front of him was Alan Campbell doing Alan Campbell things, and alongside him David Turnbull, who's really the fulcrum of uh, what what this completely changed. Him a lot. I'm sure if he gets an injury, they will probably go back to being a bit. Ugly <laughs> to watch uh, because just I, every attack they have they seem to seek out of him. He's uh, passing's great. He gets into good positions in the final third. He could score goals as he's proved it's proven. He can he can he's got creativity and they're getting production for the wings there as well. Hasty's brilliant. Um, I'll need to look up the name of the I are no the left back. Sorry. Oh okay. Uh, what so, left? It's a man wing back. Uh, Erehorn No On the left side Bring my name Let me have a look I thought Oh music Yes it was him Yes He used to absolutely Tore him apart In the first uh, 20 minutes And Main played well as He's still Struggling a bit In front of goal But he seems to be At least getting his confidence Back to the point Where he can be That kind of battering ram That first turned up In Scottish football And It's just It's actually decent To watch my level now so I'm, I'm going to say that David Turnbull was a spoon. Yes. So you're, t- you're making Motherwell the cutlery team. So they, they've got they've got the full set. They've got the full they've set. Got the set. set. Gordon's the mm-hmm. knife. Alan Campbell's a fork, and then Turnbull's a spoon. Because it's a spoon you can use for most most like cutting Cumble. things. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, good guy. You can use it instead of fork if you yeah. need like pasta or something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I also like for this game, <laughs> some men making a tactical sub after 23 minutes. Who what? came off? Um, Jack Baird. Baird. So this changed from a back three to a back four and went four four two. Yeah, the back three's and that was be- that was pretty much because uh, music was getting absolutely murdered by Hasty. What I really enjoyed was the fact that uh, Oren Kearney went for a high five, 
and Bear just walked right past him. Ooh. And he was asked... Why did you go for a high I don't know. Just don't look at it. It's not quite the same, but imagine if your boss called you in and told you that you were getting let go at the end of the day and then tentatively put their arm up, like, <laughs> but we're, we're cool, right? Um, yeah, I mean... Just do the British he, thing and just ignore eye contact. Yep. Um, so, uh, Kearney said it was purely tactical. It wasn't anything to do with Bear's performance uh, up to that point. But if you're going to get hooked after 23 minutes, unless there's been a red card and you've got to reshuffle the pack a little bit. Yeah, also kind of it's, it's going to feel hard. One of three centre-halves and you're the one taking off. Yeah. They, just going back to, back to Motherwell, reading Motherwell fans' comments after the, the win over Livingston, how positive they are about the rest of the season, how excited they are going to Fur Park. I think we talked about that on Monday's show. But now they're only a couple of points behind St Johnson. Yeah, uh, four points, I think. Top six. Uh, so, they, I mean, they've, they've still got that a really realistic chance of getting there. Mm-hmm. How did the full-backs play? Still, I'm still the same. Yeah. So they still McCormack. To, to he came on late him, uh, and didn't do anything. But he, he, I'm not sure where he'd fit in that system. Uh, yeah, I don't think he'd start. No. It's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, but if uh, very handy to have if you're chasing a game late on to bring on somebody that scored so many goals in the championship level and been worth obscene amounts of money throughout his career. It's never played at the house well, I don't like that he's on the bench because he's in my fantasy football team. Because ah. I thought he'd be starting. I have you know, not getting... changed that since August. <laughs> he is going to be playing in the Championship in Scotland by this time next year. I won the Terrace League last year, so that's you know that's, that's a real prize. Yep, that's you. You've quit. You retired at the top of your game. Uh, well, yeah, if I'm like Michael Jordan. And let's not talk Absolutely. about the Washington Wizards uh, comeback. Yeah. We really should have got you on the new contract. Yes, uh, which Motherwell should do with Jake Hasty. Thanks, Gary. No worries, <laughs> anytime. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong on this, but um, Neri's Tolpocker is normally dead on when it comes to contracts, and he has Jake Hasty down as having six months left on his deal. And this is the second Motherwell youngster, very promising Motherwell youngster, to go into the final six months of his contract. The other one being David Turnbull, who, thankfully for Motherwell, they managed to tie down to another deal, I think, in our two year extension. He's a big Motherwell fan. Yes, so that, so that certainly helps. And that might have been one of the reasons why they did it because Mull admitted themselves there was another bigger club in the Scottish Premiership that came in for him. If he's not a Mullwell fan, maybe he goes to that bigger club. And I just wonder, you've got these really two promising young players and fans. I mean, it's not like these guys have came from nowhere. Fans have, have read the forums, fans are always have been clambering for both these guys to kind of get their chance eh, along with eh, Adam Livingston. I think he's a left back, quite promising as well. And it just doesn't really make any sense to me. Aki's done this last year with Lewis Ferguson. Surely you know these guys are good. Surely you should... I mean, maybe, I'd, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the players uh, turning down deals. But I don't think it's very common that a, a youngster would be like, no, I'll hold off on the contract until I get to the first team. But I'm not played yet. Mm-hmm. So it just... I don't know how they've managed to... Maybe there's a good reason for it. But it, it seems... They diced with it a little with Turnbull and it's just the two that game with Hasty because he looked brilliant. The kid sitting there and he's looked great since he's given the team. He's given them a real shot in the he's, arm. He's, he's generally his, his goal against St Mirren last night generally looked like you see videos of kind of dads playing at kids' parties and just just uh, but being really serious about it. That's what it looked like. Just get, grabbing, getting the ball and just running past, bodying just wee kids on the road and then slamming at the uh, the back minute. So yeah, motherball, sign him up. It probably cost yourself money by not doing it like three months earlier. 
Yeah, yeah. He'll, that's the thing, he'll be wanting... He'll, he'll be wanting yeah. at least a grand a week now, so... Okay. I don't know how much more we'll play. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. So well, let me think, right? Top Earners of Hearts and Inter are not about four grand a week. So if you divide that by about three, that'll be for the highest earners of Mallow, about a grand and a half. So yeah, probably about 800. We probably could have got away with paying like 300 about five months ago. You can just go into the negotiation room with an iPad and just go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got a presentation here, and just show them the clip of that goal. It looks like somebody, so just go in and walk in, it's like, I want a fucking contract. Alan Burroughs, okay. Suppose you remember the big three of these guys that are like, Turbo's quite big as well. Yeah. Cadden's obviously like fucking huge. Campbell as well. Alright. What's, what's their secret? I come to the else in Scotland's doing this. Is weights. Yeah. Weights. Motherwell is weights. Does that place, you know, like the, you know, the restaurant Cosmo that's like all you can eat? Yeah. It's yeah. Like all these, the, the ones are very similar to that right beside Fur Park. Maybe they all Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. I want to eat there one day. I'm sure it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> it is. They do every we've, type we've, of food at about a four out of ten level. A couple, so. of, uh, couple of Sunday times. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's, we should go. Yeah. Let's do it. Right, <laughs> agreed. Come out the day after, it's absolutely fucking ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my contract, Alan? <laughs> it's one of those secrets. It's just sprinkle steroids <laughs> and everything. <laughs> ah, that was definitely a joke. Right. <laughs> Joel, you want to go now? Yeah, uh, my first thing I liked, Alfredo Morales's Boot and stop getting in the everyth- Everything, but, but uh, specifically his second yeah. goal. Beautiful, right. absolutely beautiful. The, after the first goal, if you watched, I watched it on the SPFL highlights. Um, first of all, if you're watching the uh, sports scene, I think it was the number one trending video on YouTube today, uh, according to Graham. Anyway, the first goal, it doesn't, have, uh, it doesn't have any commentary. So it's just got the like, noise of the crowd and the players. After the first goal, the celebration, Borna Barisic runs across and screams. His yeah. scream sounds like it's like a, a goat that she's been trapped in. Um, a bear trap. A bear trap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> no, the, the second goal is everything Everything about it is, is superb. The build-up is excellent. The way Kent brings it down. He kind of gets lucky and it kind of bounce, um, he holds off the player but it bounces to Barisic, get, then it gets shifted to Jack. Kent and Jack play a 1-2 and this is, I've mentioned it before about Aberdeen's midfield that I've concerns about, 1-2 and it took Shinny out. And the way they're playing with the, it was basically a 3-4-3 but the way the shape folded back it was 5 and then 2-3. So Shinny was taken out of the game and Jack had just all the space to run into which allowed... So Morelos then noticed that Candias and Arfield were breaking into the box and McKenna was track, tracking him. He just suddenly stopped and um, reversed his run. So he just dropped into space just outside the box. And it was one where he was between Considine and McKenna where he gets it on his... He's seen it a million times of, of um, Morelos. When he gets it to his feet, he's looking to shift it on his right and hit it as hard as he can across a goalkeeper. And that's what McKenna is expecting. But Morales' touch, I don't know if he meant it or it just didn't work out. His touch didn't come out of his feet, it was just kind of central. And then just the way he shifted his body and guided it into the bottom corner. I mean, mm-hmm. it was that, that finish is world class. And you can see it with, you can see the, the reaction of the Aberdeen players. Everyone was like, fuck, I can't believe he scored that. And then McKenna kind of just looked around and just, just uh, started shouting. 
aimlessly at his, uh, <laughs> just at anyone it's like I better be seen to be being angry it's the only, it's the only way it, it was incredible because it looks as if he's just passing it into the net from about 25 yards out yeah it looks like an incredibly slow shot but obviously it's not it's got a lot of pace on it but it's the precision the precision yeah I mean like, look at the size of Joe Lewis yeah I mean his reach when he's like, again he's diving full uh, like full stretch and it's go it's, it's hit the side net on its as it's, uh, as it's hit the net and the the way the way he shaped his body it was it looked a little bit unorthodox the way he did it but mm-hmm. it was absolutely superb I heard a great statistic today about Alfredo Morelos in domestic Scottish football so he's played 25 domestic games in Scotland this season if you okay. include the Cups how many of those games has he either scored been booked in or been sent off in all of them Say like twenty two. Twenty one. The definition of box office. Yeah. He is he's super uh, honestly, he's my he's probably my favourite player in world football right now. <laughs> it was Yeah, well I mean yeah. uh, Scottish football is world th- football team yeah. at the moment, so <laughs> it's uh, I, th- I think Andy said in the group chat last night, um maybe come on to this that uh I think Alfredo Morelos is the only player that you would actually be annoyed at after he's been kicked in the face. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was it was great shouting because he's yeah. he he knows what he's. I'm still unsure his maybe because it's biased because Morelos, Morelos but I'm not sure his on McKenna's was sending off. But it's one of those where he does it all the time. He's always kind of just leaves his foot dangling or leaves it in, so he's always open to get in. Um, yeah. get, uh, d- to this, to get sent off or to get him booked or to get in mm-hmm. trouble, like the Ralston incident in yeah. the old from you. Yeah, so he, he, he always treads that line. I, I don't. No pun intended. No. Don't know what the line is. The, the pun is. <laughs> Tread. Tread's the line. Oh, of course, sorry, yeah. <laughs> wow. Definitely no pun intended. <laughs> How did I not get that? Just slap me, Gary. Just slap me. <laughs> can, we, can we edit that out? No, 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 no. No, that's fine. I'll put it in that, but the way. McKenna's okay. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. The way McKenna's probably was ascending off just because he the way forcibly yeah. he's uh, like raised his raised his foot to Morelos' face. However, after it, Sergio Busquets esque, where he hit the deck as quickly as possible, rolled around, but only only covered one eye. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, did, did you see, see that? that? <laughs> Genius. He's. I think he's. Up until up until he sent it off, T was key to Rangers dominating that game, and there was there would have been no doubts about Rangers winning that if he stayed on the pitch. Yeah. I think McInnes mentioned that in his post match press conference where he said after that it was a case of Rangers almost took it as they were down to ten men and Aberdeen saw the eleven, or they had nine and Aberdeen had ten. They they sat back, but Aberdeen just couldn't couldn't do anything. I think they had. Created one decent chance was that late on when McGregor had that kind of reflex save. My the other dislike I had, and it's uh, I'm sort of going against it here, is that you know there was so much controversy in the game that that's just going to suck all of the oxygen out of the room for the rest of the week in terms of Scottish football. Mm. So it was actually a really good game um, to watch, you know, outside of all the incidents. But the other incident we should probably touch on is um, McGregor. Barreling out from his box yes, uh, I, and almost snapping Lewis Ferguson in half. I saw he's got previous. Yeah, yes, he's got a lot of previous. Yeah. I I saw a slow motion and a screenshot on Twitter last night, and I was like, that 
does look too bad because again but you, you can't tell from a screenshot yeah I know exactly yeah. That, I know the, or the slow motion yeah. uh, just because the way like you've got the ball was like keeper slide out and sometimes your leg is is high mm. but then you see it full pelt and the way there was malice in there yeah. he knew exactly what he was doing and it was, it was a grim challenge it was a really bad challenge yep and I think it was 3-2 at that point so had Bobby Madden taken action it would have been straight red penalty Aberdeen could have got back in the game they would have found a way to ruin it I suppose um, but then obviously later on you saw Lewis Ferguson get a wee bit of his own back by yeah. booting McGregor which I've was, not seen the highlights yet have you not? No. I've watched Morelos' first two goals it's really enjoyable because he boots McGregor and you see McGregor wincing in pain and then he realises what's happened if you know what I mean he just puts two and two together and the fury yeah. on his face is impeccable right how many have we got left? I've got two left. I've got two left. I'm one left. I've no. I've I've got nothing left. You know. <laughs> you know who else had nothing? Absolutely nothing. Zero to show. Hips. Zero zero. Oh. Uh, we usually leave you, it till you the end. Well here. I'm, well. I'm not doing well. No, I'm not doing well. Yeah. Hey, you want to go, Joe? Yeah. It's traditional to leave it to the end. I was but, but I'm, not, I'm not putting this on any of my likes or dislikes, I just want to forget about it and move on with my life. Yeah, so I've, I've got I've got one <laughs> like from the Hibs, Hibs Celtic game, so I can quickly come back to that, but yeah, Hearts Levy, what a waste of a fucking evening. <laughs> I generally I generally have stuff to do. I, 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 I even if I didn't have anything to do. Even if I didn't have anything to do, even if it was uh if it was torture or watching that ninety minutes, I'll give torture a chance. It might be decent. <laughs> it might be decent. Was Naismith offside? Because it didn't yes. quite look yeah, so totally he was, conclusive. He was in, it was in line with where uh, we, uh, mates and I stand. A couple of mates, they called it straight away. And I watched it back on the highlights, paused it as soon as Bazanich um, struck the ball and he looks, he looks offside. So I have no complaints about that. Levy, the first, Levy were in the first half, what? Well, in the first 20 first, minutes? Oh, no, I was going to say the first. It's an attacking threat. In the first forty-two minutes, yeah. they're non-existent. Oh, but the first, certainly the certainly first half an hour, not just the attacking threat; they were absolutely chronic. Basically, it was kick the ball, kick the ball into space, out of the pitch, as far away from the goal as possible. This was a team devoid of any any confidence uh, and absolutely no composure. However, Hearts didn't put them on, didn't put the defence under any real pressure at all. After, this is again a team that's... <laughs> the idea of putting the defence under pressure was going to get was getting Christoph Berra to carry a long ball towards Stephen Nesmith. Yeah. Uh, who was up against Lithgow, Gallagher and Halkett. Perfect. And then in midfield, there was a lot of passing. This is my problem with Bizanich. I, I think he's a decent player. I thought he played well in the first half, but he's just... He's too safe. He's too yeah. safe. He's not practised enough. The only player to, trying to take the, the game by the scruff of the neck was, was Doom. Stephen, <laughs> I don't think Doom played well. But he was, he was busy. That was That's all you had to, to stand out. In that Hearts team, you had to be busy. Like Michael Michael Smith was one of the worst games I've seen him. And I'm a big Michael Smith fan. Mulraney in the first half when he got he was up against uh, a Dolphin who Levy fans were calling for him and Lawson to come back in the team and they were, they were both impressed with what they saw of him. Lawson was all right. He was really busy. I was really impressed with a Dolphin. He looks um, looks very physical, mobile, really good cross as well. But Mulraney would get the ball and there was. It was like almost a bit of an excitement around Tynecastle. Castle. Like, right, just run at him. He, he didn't. He was. He always. He always looks around. He seems unsure what to do. His crossing looks better though. <coughs> Put it this way: none of them went directly out of play. No, which is an improvement because that usually happens at least two times a game. 
Claire, anonymous. Oh, keeps my Lee, Ollie Lee. Oh, my this, this, this kind of want to play him as a number, like a number ten. Like you play yeah. Hearts, kind of play two number tens being a striker. Mm-hmm. But he, he can't play with his back to goal. He gets yeah. in positions and he just keeps his head down. At least Suchi is back. Yeah, yeah. A, he got Hearts man of the match. Yeah. Played the last half out. And, and he was. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't that great. But that's, that's, that's all he had to do. Yeah. Be, was it one of those nights run, where like, when they say, tonight's man of the match. And everyone goes, oh, this is going to be good. And whoever it is. No, I think happen. it was after the game. So yeah. everybody was already, already booed and we're yeah. filing out. I've said it before. Naismith's not a central striker. He needs to be coming on to play. Yeah. Um, playing deeper. The three at the back wasn't needed. Shaughnessy was just a waste. Levy... They kind of realised as soon as the Hearts, the hearts crowd got on um, the team's back, they realised they were shitting themselves. We may as well uh, start attacking. They had the best couple of chances. I think Living might have won the game and Itchy not been able to come off the bench because that helped. I mean, right away, he bodied two players down near the corner flag and charged into the box. Yeah. And if he hadn't he'd lost his foot and might have scored, mm. um, instead he'd. He <laughs> fell over. He ended up rolling into the legs yeah. like Sean Bunn or something. Sean Bunn's currently in hospital getting those legs amputated, I think. Um, <laughs> I think I, if he hadn't done that, Hartland could have got set up in Livy's territory. Um, whereas the previous 10 minutes before then, it was just coming back all the yeah, time. Yeah, Livy with the team on top. couldn't stick. It couldn't stick in the final third. I think if Dolly Mingo was playing, Livy would have won. I, I, I think Hardy was. Stephen Wallace is the second striker that not really worked very well. Forgot he was playing. Yeah. I, I read, I was reading like, Levy fans' comments and they kept on, I kept on reading it as Lawless was one of the best players on the pitch. I'm like, what? But they were talking about Lawson. Right. Yeah, I, I got them confused. Yeah, so I think Hardy was a bit... Because it looked the same. <laughs> Names, though. <laughs> so Hardy was a bit, a bit isolated. They just, they just missed that. I think Levy, the last few weeks, have been... Levy fans have been a bit down on their the, the team like straying away from what they've been good at hmm. they eventually I think they after the first half an hour or so they got back into that kind of typical Levy uh, earlier in the season but they missed that physical presence and attack the um, they, they shithoused the second half with some of their their, their time away they kept looking like, the ball away the Hearts fans were going absolutely apolitic it was, that was the only good thing about the, the night other than Nucci coming back was Hearts fans booing yeah. and being just generally angry yeah, I've got to say I think Livy and Motherwell have almost swapped roles in the last few weeks because um, I mean well they're both out of the cup so they don't have that to play for anymore and I think Motherwell fans were thinking well we're too far ahead of bottom to worry about staying up we should be fine but we're too far away from the top six, but they've clawed back a little bit of that uh, gap between them and St. Johnson. Whereas Livy have sort of, as you say, Livy fans have felt that things have gone awry slightly. Um, I know there's rumours that, I think Declan Gallagher has apparently been offered a contract. Mallowell and St. Johnson apparently. Yeah. I think it's just um, a so case it's... of they've um, they stagnated. Hulk's tried to, he's played stupid players in stupid positions and last night they played players in their actual position and Chris Erskine wasn't playing. Craig Sibbald wasn't playing. Yeah. No, he did play Lawless up, uh, Lawless up front. That's not his position. That was just because he didn't have another one. Yeah, yeah. I looked at the bench and I was like, who's, who's, who's he playing instead yeah. of? And I was like, oh, nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, like, Lee Miller and Scott Robinson were sitting right in front of me as well. Um, Hip Celtic. Yeah, what have you got to say about it? Just Callum McGregor, he's fantastic. His 50th game of the season, uh, 44 for Celtic, 6 for Scotland. 
It's barely even February. He started 42 for Celtic games. <laughs> he started 42 Celtic games. He's went. I think he's went under the weight, uh, the radar somewhat in the last couple of months. <clears throat> he's the holder of the championship belt. Yep. Is he? Yes. yes. Do you not listen to the Patreon? Not listen to this one. No, I don't think it's actually up yet. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Oh well. Well, congratulations. <laughs> that was the only one we put up for that. Yes. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think it is up. Um, but no, like, watching the highlights get. I mean, you wouldn't guess it was his 50th game watching the highlights. No, it was he was so. He was just breaking through the lines yeah, with no so bother about, yeah. at all. They, I was concerned about. Cause he, domestically, he was fantastic in that sitting position at the base of midfield with uh, kind of just start attacks, being the metronome if you want. The. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> and then you're concerned with Brown coming back and how to disrupt McCormick's, McCormick's McGregor's rhythm. However, playing in a two beside Brown, Celtic just four, kind of going back to a natural four-two-three-one. It's allow, it allows him to play deep, but then drive forward. It gives him a bit mm-hmm. more freedom, and he saw that with against the Hibs yesterday. He was like you say breaking the lines. He was crucial. Uh, Rogers mentioned it afterwards that Hibs were playing a diamond, so you need to. Uh, get quick switcher plays just to just to stretch opposition. He was uh, he was key to that as well. So yeah, Gal McGregor. Hibs apparently were fucking woeful, and they looked but, it. And Celtic have signed a right back as well. Toyan. I mean, he was up against Hibs, so uh, difficult. Sure, but but so. he is yep, and he is not Mikhail Lustig. So no, no, that's that's a massive positive. Or Tony Ralston. <laughs> Right, we've only got like a couple minutes left, so I've got two left, so I'll just fire through them. Both of the same game as the Hibs Celtic game. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Ollie Burke coming to Scottish football and performing, mm-hmm. I'm still not entirely sold on him as a forward. There's kind of good points and bad points in playing up front. The good points is that you know, he's scoring goals, uh, he makes really good runs off the ball. Uh, he's obviously fast uh, and big, which helps as a forward. And he really he puts in a lot of work as well. There's a couple of incidents where he really bust a gut to, to do the defensive side. One time was he was played through in the first half and McGregor got there just before him. So they're kind of going for different angles. So he's going towards goal and McGregor's kind of facing the corner flag. So when McGregor gets the ball first, he's immediately got like a 15-yard head start. McGregor only takes like two more touches before he's ready to boot the ball out of the pitch and Buck's already there again, eh, knocking the ball or deflecting the ball out for a throw-in. Then in the second half, he was dispossessed inside the Hibs box uh, he probably should have done a bit better maybe shot maybe he kind of made up his mind sooner he just kind of wanted a bit of time on the ball to maybe try and dribble around somebody else got taken off him the ball gets played forward uh, it ends up with Slavka about 40 yards 35-40 yards for goal Burke in the meantime has just chased the ball around and uh, it's on Slavka in a heartbeat like comes most forwards were just kind of especially as a centre forward you kind of just sulk a bit and go oh, should have done better there and just kind of stand up front and wait for it to come back he ended up putting pressure on Slavko so that he played a bad pass backwards to McGregor. Ended up Christie getting it and Celtic nearly got a chance out of that. Uh, what I don't like is the fact that just, his, yeah, touch, his touch is a bit heavy for a for a, for a number nine in today's world. Like playing your back to goal. Uh, his touch can be good at times but it's just a bit... And a lot of times it bounces off him and you can't really have that when you're playing that position uh, that was always kind of an open Griffiths and he got better at it and you're but very young so it doesn't really have to improve so much for it for it to no longer be a hindrance and it is a bit of an isolated incident but he also could have squared the ball back uh, there was a chance in the second half that. right. that's what I think, yeah. when sometimes when he gets the ball and he's running with the ball he reminds me of like a player from I don't know an early 
pro evil game or this is football where he just seems to find it hard to turn with the like the ball so he has to kind of run straight yeah. lines or diagonal yeah and also rather than weave yeah. also wasn't entirely impressed with his link up play I don't think he he made any particularly great passes and he gave the ball away a few times when he maybe didn't have to uh, but it's certainly good that he's, he's doing well because if he can't with Celtic and not really played much apart then you're pretty much writing off him of having any chance of a career that he at one point we hoped he would have mm-hmm. I mean still maybe not much because we're hoping he's going to be like worth 50 million someday and, yeah. and literally but, carry Scotland to World Cup <laughs> but I'm not sure <laughs> I don't think that's happening but it's still in play now have he, had he come to Celtic and been completely useless mm-hmm. then that, that dream would be dead but I also don't think he's got all that many games under his belt Exactly. In his career, especially mm. for his age, so he probably he's still just only he, well. yeah, he just needs time and patience. Uh, what I didn't like is Ryan Gold not not playing well. Don't like that. <laughs> uh, we praised uh, Gold on the Patreon. He thought he was very good against Motherwell. Thought he played well in the second half against St Mirren. He seemed to start off brightly against Celtic. Had a decent pass out to Sean Mackey on a Hibs attack, which I think he was one of the few players that would have picked that option. I think most players would have tried to drive it through the centre. Um, but even then was quite poor his passing was just pretty rubbish to be honest I've seen a Hibs fan on Pine Bravo call him Ryan Ghost well that's the thing so I was just watching his, his incident so I had no idea how much an impact he had in the game but for them they didn't, he didn't look particularly good even like the clips are focusing mainly on him there's a lot of time the ball was just going past him I, I um, credited his work off the ball which I was pleasantly surprised that when we did the Patreon However, in this game, it wasn't as good. I think two reasons. One, Celtic players are just better at awareness of somebody closing them down. And secondly, I don't think the big pitch helped the fact that he's really about kind of sneaking up on the blind side of players and nicking the ball off their toes rather than, you know, doing anything physical because he's it's not very big. Maybe he was also haunted by uh, Eddie May's revelation just before the match. Yeah, that he was... Uh, that he postponed the snip. <laughs> yeah. So Worth all, it though. It's just, it just kind of raises these questions of should he have left Scotland in the first place? And you always want to, we certainly credited him with going abroad and trying to expand his horizons. But I remember Ryan Gold as the player at United and how good he was at 17 and think, had you stuck in Scottish football, would you be, would you look like this now? I think you'd look better. Sometimes He's confidence is a huge thing of it and getting punted out alone to various teams. I mean, I'd say it'd still be good if a young player went abroad in the future, but, you know, maybe don't go to. Maybe don't essentially join Chelsea, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> but but for a foreign country where you're you're probably not going to play. It's also a matter of who your fellow midfielders are. Because I think when he signed for Hibs, we all said, "Oh, mm. so they've added goals to Malin and well, Big Romano." Well, that was one thing I was going to say about later. his passing is that I thought on a few occasions he just wasn't on the same wavelength as his teammates, and that that could come with time. It could also come with a better coaching, which we'll see what happens. Yep. Okay, that's us. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, be sure to join us. We're going to talk for a further 50 minutes at least on the Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. Uh, make sure to check out all the new content we've put up there. It's an additional three shows per week on top of the two we do already. And I think that's it. Twitter, Facebook, all the other stuff. See you at the live show. Yes. 115 of you. Probably about 100 and close to 130. Ah, of course. There's a VIPs. Podcast Network.